Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. This is the Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson and Carol Masser here in Harvard. Yes, we are at the it's Harvard. It's a really place. It's a school. <laughs> but it's all over the place. It's big, big. A little bit here, and yes. We're at the Harvard Innovation Labs. Coming up, though, if you head to Analog Devices website, and you'll find out about the Analog Garage. It's created to, in the company's words, guide ideas from discovery to success. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. First, let's see the latest in business news headlines from Charlie Pellet. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Thank you, Carol Master. We do have the Dow trading lower. S&P, NASDAQ are both advancing. S&P 500 index is close to a record. The NASDAQ composite index is at a record. Uh, it is higher by three points now to 61.24. That is a gain of one-tenth of one percent. The 10-year down 3.30 seconds. The yield there, 2.41%. Gold is up 290 the ounce to 12.19. A gain there of two-tenths of 1%. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate rallying 3.3% at 47.40 a barrel. Brent is at 50.28, up by 3.2%. As for the bigger picture for U.S. equities, Brian Belsky is Chief Investment Strategist at BMO Capital Markets. We're 112 days into a new administration. Stock market's positive. We are at Acting and treating this president in the stock market like we're in a bear market, like like stocks are down more than 10 percent. It's it's ludicrous with respect to what we think with in terms of trying to trying to provide investors with longer term kind of vision. We're we're investing and we're thinking about stocks and the markets on a daily, weekly basis, and we advise people strongly to not do that. Shares of the Walt Disney Company lower after failing to ease investor concern about its cable division, saying profit in the business slumped last quarter as ESPN continued to lose subscribers and spend more to televise games. We've got Disney down 2.4%. Snap after the bell, it is down 1.3%. Also after the bell, Whole Foods, stock we were just talking about, it is down now by 1%. Recapping S&P higher, up a point, little changed at 23.98. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. We are counting down to the closing bell, brought to you by Upside. The smart new way to buy travel is Upside.com. Save money Get a free gift card every trip. Use the code BUSINESS. Guaranteed at least a $100 gift card for your first time using Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See the site for complete details. We want to talk a little bit about what's going on at the Analog Garage. It's a place where the... Companies or companies can partner, mentor, and finance entrepreneurs with ideas that solve hard problems in the real world. We're going to find out a little bit more from our next guest. With us is Maria Taliaferro. She's Director of Technology Advocacy at Analog Devices based in Norwood, Massachusetts. On site with us, though, at the Harvard Innovation Labs. Uh, nice to have you here at Bloomberg Radio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I went to your website, and it says, uh, let's see, it's where companies can partner, mentor, and all this good stuff. What they say is kind of figure out the hard problems in the real world, what they say is the noisy, the messy, the difficult, the analog world. What specifically are you guys doing? So uh, we basically were created by our current CEO, Vince Roche, to be a place where we can incubate things that are sort of outside of our normal business um, and do it in a way that can be very fast. Um, you can learn quickly. You can fail quickly. Um, we we want to iterate 
terminate or graduate. That's what we're trying to do with these ideas. And we get the ideas from inside the company. You know, we have 15,000 really smart people, very creative people working at the company. So anybody can come up. Exactly. We have a process where you pitch us. We, we're sort of like a VC. Yeah. Um, only we're very open to the employees. We tell them, you know, what's in the funnel, where things stand, where normally you wouldn't get that kind of visibility. Um, but then we also want to um, do the same with the outside world as well. So we partner with startups. Um, you guys are reporting here this week. It's an incredible startup economy so around much here. Yeah. Um, and then also with universities because there's some fantastic research going on, and we can be a partner to help commercialize some of those ideas. Are these all technologies that will use semiconductors and so? I mean, one, one might argue all technologies, semiconductors, yeah. but, but are they very specifically sort of new applications of semiconductor technology, or are they, or are they in fact new ways to do semiconductors? Or, um, it can be both. So we are incubating some ideas that are new materials for building semiconductors. Um, but we're also looking in areas that are using existing technology, existing products, not even always our products, and adding tech, uh, capability in terms of things like machine learning, um, data analytics, uh, creating more predictive systems. Um, I think the company's got a great position because what we do in our sort of semiconductor business, we're at that intersection of the physical world and the digital world. So we've got sensors everywhere, cloud connectivity. We can collect all that data, you know, in some cases millions of samples per second. Um, and then we're using the latest techniques around neural networks and AI um, to be able to create decision-making off of that data. Interesting. Health, I, you know, I find is a fascinating field, and I think it's one of the next big steps uh, where technology kind of takes it over um, and organizes it, if you will. What specifically, I'm just thinking about our listeners who are investors and venture capitalists and so on and so forth who might be looking for, you know, the next great trend or wave. From what you guys are seeing, what might it be? Well, it's a secret. No. <laughs> well, I know you can't kind of reveal all, but, you know, are we not thinking about kind of the future in the right way? Right. Well, um, certainly individual, um, things that are non-invasive, um, things that can be better at um, avoiding disease. I think that's a, a big area. Um, the other thing that we're working with is there's a number of scientists and biologists in the startup community around Boston mm -hmm. who um, can spot things. So they've got proprietary information about how to spot cancers or how to spot um, other types of diseases. And they need a partner like Analog Devices that can take that sort of physical information and get it to digital where it can be manipulated and they can learn more about not just detecting it, but mm. perhaps being even smarter about it. I've always found it fascinating to spend time with tech companies in Boston because uh, there are a lot of just traditional tech companies that are just you might as well find them in San Jose or or uh, in analog certainly one of them. Um, but I wonder if there are some uh, characteristics about these startups that are uniquely New England and that you think there's a different kind of emphasis here than you might find in San Francisco. I mean, I think that the. At the highest level, no. Uh, they're all innovating in different ideas. Um, probably what we see at the Analog Garage that's kind of a sweet spot is um, the research that's going on at the universities, oftentimes PhDs, they want to take their thesis, they want to see if they can build a mm. business and an innovation around it. Um, and that's been an area that we, we've created some good collaboration. Well, we just got about 20 seconds. Being in the Boston area, I mean, there's so much going on. Why do you guys stay here? I, I mean, it really is the hub in 
in every sense of the word, right? It's the hub of Massachusetts, uh, as Bloomberg named the number two, number one innovation state, right? Um, it's the hub for medical. It's the hub for education. It's an international hub. Um, so, yeah, we're 53 years and counting. Wow, yeah. right. There's so much going on here. Thank you so much. Interesting to hear what you guys are doing. Thank you. Maria Taliaferro, she is Director of Technology Advocacy at Analog Devices, based in Norwood, Massachusetts. But lucky for us, drop by here at the Harvard Innovation Labs. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio. Let's get to Nathan Hager right now with a look at world and national news headlines. He's in our 991 studios in our nation's capital. And President Trump has taken to Twitter again, Corey, after firing FBI Director James Comey. Quoting here, Dems have been complaining for months and months about Director Comey. Now that he has been fired, they pretend to be aggrieved phony hypocrites, end quote. White House Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders says the president had thought about firing Comey since he first took office, but it was the director's testimony on Capitol Hill last week that was the last straw. When you uh, go around uh, the chain of command in the Department of Justice, when you, like I said before, throw a stick of dynamite into the Department of Justice, that's a big problem and some, one that cannot be ignored. And they're definitely not ignoring it on Capitol Hill, as we hear from Bloomberg's Irv Chapman. The ranking Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Dianne Feinstein, was impressed by Comey's testimony on Russia's interference. Firing the person in charge of an investigation that could implicate the administration is beyond surprising. I want to renew my call to have a special prosecutor appointed. Republican Lindsey Graham said a prosecutor would be in order if and when a criminal case arises. I don't know if there's collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians, but I want to look and turn over every rock. Russia interfered in our election. I don't think they changed the outcome, but they need to be punished. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos got booed repeatedly As she told the class of 2017 at Bethune-Cookman University in Florida, she's fully committed to their success. This commencement address came a week after President Trump suggested his administration might make deep cuts to HBCU's capital funds. I'm Nathan Hager, and this is Bloomberg.